All right. Ready? Ready. Break. Hello, pod people, and welcome back to a podcast. What a great description. <laughs> How's it going, fuckers? Let me start that again. I completely forgot the name of our podcast. How stupid is that of me? Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Hello, pod people, and welcome back to another episode of Big Bad Nonsense. I am Sock, and sitting here with me is the man who is winning the war against Athlete's Foot, Biscuit. Hi, guys. Welcome to a podcast. <laughs> uh, yes, please make fun of me for forgetting the name of our own podcast as we tried to record the intro. And then I just threw it right back at you. Yeah. Because uh, I'm sick. It, it doesn't matter that I've... No, you first. Go okay. ahead, It please. doesn't matter that I'm going to cut out my failings. It's like Biscuit has come back to remind us all that they existed. Yep, that's what I'm here for. One time, I told a story at the end of an episode that Sock over here thought was so unfunny, you didn't hear a fucking word of it. So that's good for you, isn't it? That... Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, you, you shouldn't be bringing that up because I don't, and now you've just defeated the purpose of me saving you the embarrassment by cutting it out. He... The silence after I told that, like, he would have laughed more if I described an ethnic cleansing I had just carried out. <laughs> that thing could not have bombed more. <laughs> Uh, right now, everyone who actually listens to our podcast is like, now we got to know what that story is. And no, you will you will never know what that story it was, is. Uh, it wasn't good. Speaking of things that aren't good, who's ready for one of my fucking jokes? I'm, I'm raising my hand currently, which is perfect for the very visual medium of podcasting. Yeah, especially when we're not in the same room. So yeah. that uh, helps everybody. Okay, so okay. give it to us. So, why did Mozart hate chickens? Why? Because anytime he asked a group of them who the best composer was, they'd all go, Bok, 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 bok. <laughs> Where do you find these things? Where? I'm a dangerously unbalanced person. <laughs> It's like, well, most people have, like, internet search histories for things like porn or strange YouTube videos or memes. Like, Biscuits is all just, like, dopey jokes. Yeah, like, what is the worst joke that you know Reddit threads? <laughs> Actually, that's probably one of the few reasons to go to Reddit is to find dopey jokes. Yeah, I used to only use it for streams of sporting events because there was a couple of good reddits for that but they cracked down on that shit this year so i don't know if i'm ever going back well they have cracked down on a lot of things which in some ways is good i mean they don't have like jailbait forums there anymore no they brought the hammer down on that a while ago and that's fine because mm -hmm. i don't use that Fuck them. Mm. But I do want to watch my football. Well, I guess you're just going to have to subscribe to ESPN Plus or whatever their streaming service is. No, I'm just going to find stream somewhere else. <laughs> we here at Big Bad Nonsense do not condone piracy. Um, this is satire.
I yes. don't do that. I'm, I love my cable box. All right, pod people, we have a great show lined up for you today. I know I say that all the time, but we really do this time. And this time we mean it. <laughs> Unlike all the other times where I said it and then just, you know, spat in your face, basically. So that's kind of fun. <laughs> so with that, let's move on with the show. Yep. <laughs> Biscuit. What? Are you ready to open up the mailbag? Is there something in it this time? We actually have two emails in it this time. Ooh, two. Two. Uh, Actually, it's funny that you say that because the first email is from Randy from Parts Unknown who wrote, (laughs) You can find me at Doo, 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 doo. That, not even that not even enough numbers so doo, doo. <laughs> at least I'm assuming that's how he meant to have it pronounced it was just like the, the number two written several times so yeah I used to work at this call center that was just god awful and one of the accounts we took was for like Wisconsin government services or whatever and you'd get guys leaving their numbers and they would it sounded exactly like that it always cracked me up <laughs> it's like every everyone in Wisconsin has like a phone number with two. It's just like they start out with like two 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 one, two 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 two, two 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 three. Yeah, they're assigned all assigned phone numbers with multiple twos, and it just sounds stupid. <laughs> okay, now biscuit. The other email we have. Okay, uh, this comes from Malcolm in Detroit. Oh, Malcolm, I'm sorry. I, can you guess what I'm about to say? Help, uh, all our buildings are on fire and the cops won't come. No, 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 no. The, the opening line of this email is, I was at Disco Demolition Night. Yes! He went to see the Detroit Tigers at Disco Demolition Night. And, was it fun? So, we have an actual attendee from the Disco Demolition Night. Listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, you're going to have to go back a couple of episodes. And Malcolm says basically this. He said, I was at Disco Demolition Night with a friend of mine. We went to see the Tigers. He says basically that it was totally awful. Uh, He says, I I, I don't recall ever having been called the... And then he he wrote the N-word this many times at a baseball game. (laughs) I, I should yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean that's when you got a bunch of hammered people in the middle of chaos that are apt to think that word anyway. That that's where they're really gonna let it fly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he said it, he goes on to say it was impossible to get anything like a hot dog. He said like the the vendors were just robbed of their hot dogs before they could even <laughs> sell them. <laughs> that, that part's fun. Yeah, yeah. He said, "I'm gonna do that at a baseball game here. I'm just gonna start ganking them. Be like, what the fuck, you gonna do hot dog, man? <laughs> and then I'm gonna call him the N word. Oh no. Uh, and then he he says, I decided to ditch at the uh, sixth inning. Uh, he says, my friend stayed to see what the explosion was all about. 
And uh, when I finally met up with him again later, he said, all you missed was a riot, basically. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like the explosion was like that stuff that they did in Japan back in the 90s, wrestling the quote-unquote exploding ring matches where it's like a couple of sparklers, essentially. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it did put a divot in the field, but they weren't really going over the top of that part, if I recall correctly. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So basically, Malcolm said it was quite a horrible experience. I, I wrote back to him right away, and I said, Malcolm, come on our show. Tell us about it. But Malcolm wrote back and he said, you know, thanks for the offer, basically. Uh, he said that, you know, he's quite old now and he says his voice doesn't really work as well as it used to. So he said, you know, doing an interview for a podcast, just out of it, basically. But Malcolm, we do thank you for writing in. It's great to hear a firsthand experience of someone who went there. You are a brave, brave man for enduring that baloney for six innings baloney i would say it was more of a malarkey call it whatever you want baloney malarkey balarkey kudos to you malcolm you get the big bad nonsense award of awesomeness so thank you for listening and thank you for writing in to share that uh that that's a little detail that you know we didn't have you know and i didn't even think about that you know was you know, the concessions people being robbed of hot dogs they were trying to sell. Yeah. I mean, he, my dude here really wanted to see a baseball game. If in the middle of this, he's still trying to get a hot dog. So that's some dedication. And, uh, you know, you do you, Malcolm. If you ever want to change your mind, come on. I mean, listen to my voice. Mine's pretty shot to shit. So you'd be just fine. But in any <laughs> In any event, thank you for writing. Yeah, no, it's great to hear from you, Malcolm. Thank you. You're a superstar. I love you. <laughs> okay, so before we move on to the main part of our show, I just want to remind listeners, bigbadnonsense at gmail.com. You can write in, tell us whatever. You know, uh, I think Biscuit encouraged you to write in and say what your favorite animal was. Uh, his is a spooky ghost. Yeah, I remember. Spooky <laughs> ghost. It was a good joke. It did really, really well. If you'd like more modern means of getting a hold of us, you can write us uh, on Twitter, at Big Bad Nonsense. Also, a uh, podcast can be found SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and Spotify, whose name I am able hey, to remember. You got them all. Nice. Yeah, no kidding. Still not available on Google. On on Google what? Google Podcast or Google Play or whatever it is. Google Go Away, more like it. Roasted their ass. Good job. (laughs) Uh, No, uh, unless uh, Biscuit gets more technically savvy, uh, Google still doesn't allow you to register a podcast if you're not in America, which I am not, so... (laughs) And we know that ain't going to happen on my end, so... (laughs) Okay, so Biscuit, if it's cool with you, we're going to move on with the show. One thing first. Okay. Say demolition for me. Demolition. Ah, damn it. You struggled with it a little bit back there. I wanted to make you look like a fool, but it is I who are the fool. Did did I, what, did I stutter or something? Yeah, you flubbed it once. Oh, Uh, did I? Okay. You can cut cut this part, too. Yeah, start the show! (laughs) Here we go.
biscuit. What? Sovereign citizens. Oh, no. There <laughs> we go. Malicious. Gold fringe and free men on the land. Malicious, <laughs> yes. Militias and uh, sovereign citizens and uh, bizarre constitutionalists. That is our subject for today. These are a few of my favorite things. Are they your favorite things or just your favorite things to shout at? The, more the latter. Just alarmingly stupid people. And it's <laughs> so great because, like, every time you look at them, like, giving each other legal advice on the internet to, like, do something for like a court date or whatever and they'll be like oh I didn't know that I'll try that <laughs> they'll mm -hmm. come back to the thread like a couple days later and be like it didn't work <laughs> it's every single time now, now the uh, subject the subject we're going to be discussing today I don't know if these people are specifically sovereign citizens but these uh, militia men these constitutionalists these sovereign citizens they, they all seem to have the same sort of overlap basically Yes, severe mental handicaps. <laughs> uh, for people who don't know what we're talking about, or who try to avoid the sort of bizarre corners of the internet, this, these sovereign citizen constitutionalist types of people are these people who take the, the, the constitution to a very strict sort of document and... Uh, usually form armed groups with the intent of preserving the Constitution against what they see as uh, federal government interference, usually based on the complexion of who the president is at the time. Yeah, that does tend to be part of it. Um, I think the one, the most famous one to people that don't really follow this stuff would be the Oath Keepers um, during that whole Clive and Bundy saga a couple of years ago where this fat shit-kicking hillbilly um, didn't want to pay taxes for all his cows grazing on federal land and the Oath Keepers were like, oh right, the president's black, let's all go down there with our guns and protect this guy and there was this huge-ass standoff and it was a lot of fun, it was really stupid. Were the were the Oath Keepers directly involved in the whole Clive and Bundy situation? I thought they were more of a a, a general sort of widespread sort of movement. Like I, I'm sure again, like there's overlap between all of this, but I I didn't think they were the prominent members of of that. I'm pr I'm pretty sure it was them that they made up a significant part of his little freedom fighter army. But yeah, they are more widespread than that. But I'm um most positive that it was the Oath Keepers. Okay, that's entirely possible. Uh, we won't be discussing Clive and Bundy today. For listeners who don't know, it's pretty much as Biscuit said that, you know, he didn't like paying taxes to have his cows graze on federal land, and there's sort of a big constitutionalist standoff over it. And then his his son and a few followers went and took over a nature reserve like a couple years later or something like that. Yeah, it wasn't a couple of years. It was pretty quickly after, I believe. And yeah, that didn't work either because it turns out you can't just go, nuh-uh, and the government's like, oh, good point. <laughs> Actually, we, we, we should probably put that one on the books for a future episode because that was particularly funny because while they were occupying this uh, nature reserve, you know, they were still accepting mail there. And, like, of course, they were getting letters of support from people who had the same beliefs as they did. But a lot of people were sending them uh, dildos. Yeah, they were getting 
like enough dildos to the point that like they went on the internet and went, yo, stop sending us so many fucking dildos. Because <laughs> that will make people stop sending you dildos. <laughs> yeah. Like, just to let you know, your attempts to piss us off are working. <laughs> they, they, they could have opened uh, their own chain of sex shops with the number of dildos that they had received. Yeah, the, when they reacted to it, there was like active campaigns online to like coordinated efforts to just send them by the crate. Which I so, fully support, right? If anyone knows the, the address of a local chapter of their militia or something, send them dildos. Go for it. Yeah. Like, uh, there's, there's no reason not to. Like, if you can have, like, some dildos are quite cheap. Send them one of those ones. And do not put your return address on it, because these guys are very aggressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, leave your return address off there. Or or put the return like, address. They, they will find you. <laughs> put the return address as, like, Trump Tower or something like that. Make the return address also the mailing address. And that'll really <laughs> fuck them up. It's like, we sent dildos to ourselves? I'm going to kick my ass! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Biscuit, I'm going to direct our attention to the state of Washington. Sure. Good. <laughs> you, you, you don't have any comment for that? Like, usually when I bring up some region of the United States, you're like, oh, that's the, 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 the heroin capital of the world, or that's the place with the most residents who eat dandelions or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it, it, it's got a space needle. Okay. <laughs> Frasier was filmed there. Oh, is that in Washington? It was in Seattle, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I didn't really watch that show. It's like, just... Hey, baby, I hear the news are calling. <laughs> it's, good. it's a good show. All right, all right. Uh, I was never a fan. <sighs> I know, I'm just such a downer. Yeah. Okay. So... Fart jokes. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so let's move our attention to the state of Washington. Now, Washington, from what I know, from what I'm able to gather, I've never been there, but it's uh, it's quite a liberal, more centrist, left-leaning sort of state, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the people banging the drums the hardest about legalizing weed, and I've, for the most part, succeeded in that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so automatically that seems like an odd place for a militia to spring up but nonetheless they have it so it happens everywhere in uh, America as far as I can tell even the most uh, liberal places too yeah and you gotta keep in mind parts of it are getting close to Canada and very rural and so that's where these things tend to spring up doesn't matter if it's hot or cold what, what the proximity to Canada is to do with it? What? I'm saying that there's some some more rural terrain there. I mean, it's not all Seattle's and stuff. There's middle of nowhere's there too. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, that is where this happens. It's sort of middle of the no and middle so of nowhere. Defensive on Canada. <laughs> well, I, I was trying to understand what it was you were saying. It's like, so what? Like these people spring up closer to Canada, like. Uh, yeah, it's the Canadians' fault. Actually, uh, the, a lot of more modern, what is it, sovereign citizen legal arguments do spring from some Canadian court cases. So maybe we can blame them for it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> uh, blame Canada. Okay. We are looking at a more rural area. We're, I'm going to focus your attention to uh, Stevens County, 
which is a county in Washington, obviously. And uh, I'm going to point you to the name of this man, James Russell Bolton. So- sounds great. Sounds great. Sounds like a perfectly normal name, except that when you read it, it's James, then in quotation marks, Russell Bolton. So I don't know, is Russell his middle name? Is Russell his nickname? Is Russell his middle name and like he uses it as his first name often? I don't know why it's in quotation marks. I don't know, man. I don't trust anybody that's got punctuation in their name. Yeah, like normally you'd see that like, oh, here's like uh, Johnny, quotation marks, Rusty uh, Connors or something like that is like to indicate his nickname. But they've got that here for Russell, which doesn't seem like a very good nickname. No. It just seems like a name. Don't trust the punctuation. Okay. Why I got such a problem with the Irish. <laughs> Okay, so Stevens County, Washington, potentially more of a conservative area, I guess. Maybe not, but James Russell Bolton, he originally ran for sheriff of this county. I think that's super. (laughs) Now, he was a member of the Constitutional Sheriff's Movement. And now it's getting less super. Yeah, so as you can imagine... If you're not familiar, like you can go back to our little introduction to this segment here. These were people who believe that uh, sheriffs should swear to uphold the absolute, literal, text-only version of the Constitution. And they had this constitutionalist movement. So these people would push to be elected for sheriff and they would say, I'm going to follow the Constitution to the letter and basically defy the federal government as long as a black man is in charge of it. These are the kind of people that, you know carry one of those little mini constitution books in their back pocket despite the fact that they have a cell phone and the internet like their priorities are very heavily guided by the color of the skin of the president it, it's it's amazing how sacred some people consider the constitution to be in America I, I, I can't even wrap my head around it sometimes like the whole point of a constitution is that it's supposed to be able to change with time and that you're supposed to be able to amend it like everyone seems to realize this except the United States and you've even got movements of people who say that you know every amendment after like the 13th amendment or the 12th amendment is, is bogus for some reason yeah um, there are plenty of people here that consider it a genuine argument to be like how can you say the second amendment's wrong it's an amendment it's in the constitution fuck the second amendment i mean this stuff's so outdated that (laughs) it's it's unbelievable but they will latch on like that and be like it can't be wrong it's in the constitution very similar to it can't be wrong it's in the bible i i I think some of them need to look up the the verb amend right? As in to change something. Like the Constitution was changed to add it. It can be changed to take it out. It can be changed to add other things that govern over other amendments. Yeah, I mean, this people just, particularly in this country more than any other one, they just attach to it worked before, so it'll work now. Mm-hmm. Which is why dummy dumb fuck in the office is trying to bring back coal, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Um, the election with Romney and Obama, you know, Romney was, was one of Obama's more memorable kill shots of those debates, really, was Romney was complaining about how our military's weak because it doesn't have as 
many um, ships as it used to, and Obama fired back with, we don't have as many horses and bayonets as we used to either. But there is a group here that they do not want progress. They look back so lovingly at this time that, you know, we were wiping Native Americans off the planet. They're like, ah, the good old days. Well, and, and then on top of that, like I mentioned, right, is like they, they consider some of the later amendments to be completely invalid, usually around the part where they get rid of slavery. Yeah, that does come up. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not going to find a lot of black sovereign citizens. It's like a unicorn. They, they do exist. They do exist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like black Republicans. You know, there are some, but they are not the majority. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that is, you know, some great information. I hope that our listeners are up to speed. So uh, James Russell Bolton was a member of this sort of constitutionalist sheriff's movement, like the very sort of literal document-only interpretation of the Constitution. And, uh, of course, President Obama was president at the time, and like everyone said, oh, he's, you know, got a darker complexion, so we're not going to listen to anything he did. So he ran for sheriff of Stevens County, as a write-in candidate, no less. And this is not the type of person you want calling the shots, because they, like, will still want to do duels and shit. You do not want this guy in charge. Mm -hmm. Uh, If anyone's ever heard of, like, you know, Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Oh, boy, that that's one that we should do in the future. What a piece of shit. <laughs> like, this this is law enforcement just over, like, particular counties in the United States, often with not that many people. But, you know, Arpaio uh, did so much damage to that region that, like, you know, people just couldn't tolerate him anymore. Yeah, like the tent city thing and just genuinely taking time out of his day and putting it aside deliberately to belittle these people and make them feel even shittier about themselves and make their lives worse. Mm -hmm. Like, when you're incarcerated, you're not having fun. So there's no need to just, like, go out of your way to be additionally an asshole about it. But he sure did. Well, ironically enough, a lot of the things that he wanted to do were, or did, were ruled unconstitutional. So this supposed avid constitutionalist clearly can't follow the law really oh it's like they're just throwing buzzwords out there that translate to i want to do my own shit Mm -hmm. well in this case in stevens county washington this uh james russell bolton did not get elected well no you did say write-in yes yeah exactly Uh, these write-in campaigns very rarely work. He he came in last place. 13% of the vote, which I think is still, you know, several percent too high. For a write-in, that's pretty good, but then again, we're talking about a place that sounds like their population is about 25, so... I I, I don't know. Actually, I probably should have looked up the population of uh, Stevens County, Washington. But anyway, the the point is... That would have been helpful when you're discussing voting results, (laughs) yeah. Yes, it would have. But uh, end result is that he didn't win. Now, we're we're not talking about his sheriff's campaign. We're talking about something that happened several years later. He eventually became the leader of a militia called the Stevens County Assembly. Yay! I'm just looking up Stevens County here right now uh, just to see exactly. Here we go. Stevens County, Washington, 2,500 square miles. What is the population? 45,000 people. Okay. In that case, that's a 
pretty high number to turn for a write-in candidate. It is it is still quite rural. I mean, it's like still 18 people per square mile. So yeah. that's, you know, it's no, not that, dense. It's still a small population, but it's much higher than I thought it was for a write-in to get double-digit percentage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There you so, go. So that's fun little tidbit for all you dipshits. <laughs> okay, so he became the leader of this uh, Stevens County Assembly, so this uh, constitutionalist militia in Stevens County, Washington. Now, I, Biscuit, you might be better equipped to talk about these militias than I am. Like, I, I only read about them in passing and in the news and things like that. Have you ever had an encounter with any of these militias? Directly, no. I probably would be a smartass and they'd kill me. But um, I wouldn't say that they have a major voice in this country by any means. You see them, what they, where they're turning up the most at nowadays is, you know, you're having these Trump and Antifa, or however you want to pronounce it, protests all the time. And that's usually where they show up and start throwing their muscle around a little bit, trying to intimidate people. Um, one of the better known ones right now call themselves the Proud Boys, which... Are, is, are they even a militia as much as they are just some sort of alt-right uh, crazies? They, they want to be so bad, but no, I guess you're right, they're not. And... Uh, the ironically, their name is just so gay, and they're so homophobic. But anyway, um, that that's that's the that's the the organization with the um, that was founded by the guy who used to run or was like one of the founders of Vice News, right? What's his name? Uh, yeah, what's his name? I hate that fucker. Um, oh God! Now we have yeah. to look this up too. This is really going to be a Google <laughs> version uh, of the uh, of the podcast here. The Proud Boys. Is run I, by. I don't research nothing. It's, <laughs> Gavin I McInnes. Don't want to? Yeah, Gavin McInnes. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he was banned from some platform for like showing his ass and slapping with a dildo or something like that. Uh, which is a pretty strong alpha male move to do. There we go. But yeah, anyway, malicious. That's fun. All right. So uh, let me the um, the Stevens County Assembly militia has had a web page. I'm looking at the the Wayback Machine right now. So let me just read you the the welcome message from the Stevens County Assembly. Okay, so here we go. The Stevens County Assembly, SCA, is a volunteer, independent body of God-fearing Americans who have realized the changing conditions, seeking to prepare and equip all who will heed with the knowledge and ability to protect family and property to secure real American communities, the present insurgent and political changes, and to reach out across our regions to like-minded patriots in order to strengthen our common cause. Ladies and gentlemen, pod people, if you're confused by that, there were no periods in that sentence. I read it as soon as it was written. It's a very snappy slogan. Rolls right off the tongue. Yeah, like it's just and, 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 and. It's like, God damn, use some punctuation. <laughs> now, if they wanted to write that in a shorter format, they could have written, the black president scares us and we don't want to pay taxes. Mm-hmm. And that would pretty much sum up any kind of sovereign movement. Continuing on with their description here, our website, is, good. <laughs> our website is designed for the serious patriot 
uh, with a capital P, uh, who wishes to rise above the conditions and increase their critical thinking skills. We invite you to unite with us. <laughs> well, there's certainly a lot of room to increase critical thinking skills here. I'll give them that. Uh, we'll, we'll get to some critical thinking ability later on here. Okay, we invite you to unite with us to uphold our United States Constitution and our God-given right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Please contact us with any questions and information you wish to pass along. At queerhater69 at AOL.com. <laughs> They don't actually, do they have a, no, they only have like a post office box. They don't even have like an email. (laughs) Ah, that's fantastic. Actually, I'm just uh, clicking on their contact us page here because maybe they, whatever email they have, I'm sure it's out of date. Oh, and of course it's, it's one of those like web forms where you like, you put in your name and like it submits it automatically. Oh no, they do have uh, an, an email here. Uh, Stevens County Patriots at gmail.com. Oh, that's festive, I guess. <laughs> Users, uh, don't bother writing in because, from what I can tell, they are largely defunct for reasons that will become clear as we progress with the episode. Uh, does the web form allow attachments? Because I just want to send them like goatsy over and over. Well, I don't think the web form is actually going to work anymore because, uh, and, and no, it doesn't. Sorry? Nah. It's not going to anyone? Okay. No, 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 I don't think so. I mean, you could just try sending them an email through Gmail and see if anyone still checks it. Don't send them a goatsy, though. That's That might be an offense. Well, I'm not going to use, like, my personal email. I'm going to use one of my 500 throwaways. <laughs> yeah, except that you've already mentioned it in the public forum of a podcast. Well, there is that. S- send them pictures of like, uh, what's those great pictures I saw around the, the the last presidential election? Like pictures of Donald Trump where this, his mouth is changed into a frog. Have you seen those? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> send them those. Okay. I've got to get these guys. <laughs> or pictures of dildos. D- or, or dildos. You said they had a mailing address. Uh, they do. They do. Uh, but again, like... For, for reasons that will probably become clear, th- this group is now largely defunct. So I know, I know you want me to shut up so you can get to your little thing. Okay, okay. Uh, so don't bother sending them anything. Uh, users, if you're really curious about their website, the, uh, the links, as always, will be down in the uh, description box. This break in audio is brought to you by... I'm Biscuit, fuck you guys. So anyway, James Russell Bolton, he becomes leader of this uh, uh, Stevens County Assembly, this group of constitutionalists, this militia. And uh, they are opposed to, you know, the whole gamut of regular things so what they see as anti-constitutionalism uh foreign interference or whatever immigration of course as they see some sort of invasion you know the same sort of rhetoric that donald trump uses that this is an invading army when really it's just poor people who want to you know pick fruit to send some money back home so it's it's your basic militia yeah they don't like things that aren't white and they don't like paying taxes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so 
one thing that James Russell Bolton... I, I gotta stop calling him that. I'll just call him Bolton. Okay, so Bolton... J-R-B. <laughs> Bolton uh, becomes leader, and he, he starts warning uh, his militia of the idea that uh, Mexican drug cartels are infiltrating the United States uh, as part of a, quote, subversive political insurgency uh, to overtake the country. So basically to, I don't know, make everyone sell cocaine and speak Spanish? Yeah, that that checks out. These, <laughs> these drug cartels, they're, what they're really trying to do is get into office. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. Anyway, it's, it's the typical paranoia that, you know, comes with being part of these militias. It's like, oh, the the Mexicans are sending cartel members, they're infiltrating all levels of government, and they're taking over. That's the message he was sending. Right, because now these militias are actually fighting an opponent that exists. So to rally them together and to keep them on task, you have to invent one. Well, it's odd that you should say that because it wasn't long before one of the members of this militia received a threatening letter from people who implied that they were members of a drug cartel in Mexico. Okay. Well, <laughs> demanding, I'm standing by it! Demanding uh, $10,000 in ransom lest they uh, some sort of bad events could happen to their family. Uh, complete with details about, you know, members of their family and where they lived and things like this. It came in the form of one letter to uh, some people who were part of the militia. Then it came, uh, a similar letter was sent to other members of the militia, again, implicating that they knew where they lived and who their family members were, and unless they were paid $10,000, harm would come to them. I am skeptical that a Mexican drug cartel cares about some dickbag in Washington, so I'm going to call this letter being bullshit. The letters were signed by a man... Now, let me look it up here. Speedy Gonzalez. (laughs) By Alessio Don de Grande. I love that guy. Okay. Uh, It's it's not a name that rings any bells, uh, but, you know, there's a whole bunch of uh, covert Mexican cartels. They don't generally advertise who their leader is. You usually don't find out until they become, you know, super big like El Chapo or something like that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's not a real name, whether my prediction is correct or not. Okay. So these people uh, did go to the police to express their concern. Uh, <laughs> that's another great thing about militias is that they hate government intervention until they need the cops. <laughs> what, what I find even weirder is that they hate paying taxes so much but then we'll drive down a road to contact the police. Like, it, it's all funded by taxpayers, right? Yes, it is. That's always what gets brought up when these clowns explain how they're the ones in the right. It's like, because um, a lot of these guys, like, have gone to the Bitcoin world, as you know, mm-hmm. and Bitcoin is just rampant with scams and people getting ripped off. And every time they want to go to the cops when they get fucked over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it, it's baffling. Like, nobody likes paying taxes, right? Like, nobody likes it. I do. I love it. Oh, okay, so nobody other than Biscuit likes paying taxes. But at the same time, it's like, I, I like to be able to walk down a sidewalk or, you know, call an ambulance or something like that. Like, I, I, I would maybe 
respect these people's positions more that you know we hate society and we we want to live our own version of the constitution if they lived in the woods and didn't interact with like the roads and everything that i helped pay to build but they refuse to but that's not what happens they they live in a house in a neighborhood with everybody else yeah and they use their um internet service to go online and talk about how they're getting screwed over and you're you're right you know walk the walk mm-hmm. be ted kaczynski mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well oh, no, ted... don't don't be ted kaczynski yeah, no. but no no yeah don't don't do that we, we you can not... go live in his house though can you I, I i mean i'm sure you could recreate it it was a shack yeah it was just like a sh- I, I was just wondering if maybe it's like a tourist attraction now if that's what you're implying it's like spend a night I in think so yeah okay yeah anyway back to uh this militia it eventually got to the point where one group or one member was sent a threatening letter uh, demanding $250,000 within 15 days. Or they're going to get the fisticuffs. Yeah, basically. It, it's, it's it's the same story with all of these, that, you know, they were threatened that, you know, we know who your family members are. They listed details about these people that, you know, would require a lot of research or wasn't really public information, and, and threatened them. Now, Bolton, I guess in a way, had prepared some of these people for this so some of them did fight back <laughs> so these letters are real well we'll get to that but one okay one of the le- one of the people yeah. who had received the letter let, let me just tell you the story here one of the people who had received the letter said no haha i'm gonna get back at these people i'm not intimidated by mexican cartels he, I guess the whole premise was that if they agreed to pay the ransom, they had to tie like a red ribbon somewhere. Some of them were told to tie it on their flagpole or some of them were told to tie it on their fence or something like that. And uh, he did that. And then what he did was he put together sort of a makeshift die pack and put the, the letter in the, the mailbox, which was in his mailbox, which was supposed to be the, the pickup point, basically. I, I guess on the whole principle, just like when you rob a bank, if you have those dye packs in it, they sort of spray color all over the place, and like it, it clearly indicates that the this person is the robber because they're covered in yeah. this. Yeah, and it makes the money dye. unusable. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this was a bit more of a primitive sort of thing, and it was just sort of like a purple powder, and uh, <laughs> it's just like a Ziploc bag filled with cum. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'll get back at this cartel. He just starts <laughs> masturbating into a bag. Yeah, just starts furiously whacking off in front of a mirror. <laughs> anyway, he put this package and uh, he tried to <laughs> film the people who picked it up. And I guess he wasn't able to get very good footage because all he got was like just blurry pictures. And he was able to identify a white SUV driving away from his mailbox. And he wasn't able to capture it's the license. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't able to identify the license plate or anything like that. So all of these people are now starting to take their information to the police. And the police are starting to connect that all these people are spart- are part of the same militia. They all know James Russell Bolton. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they call up uh, Bolton and they say, you know, do you know anything about this? Do you know your members are getting threats? And he says, oh, yeah, I get threats all the time. It's, it's typical in my line of work as a... Uh, you know, a militia leader. 
and stuff like that. He says, I, I just throw them away. I ignore them and stuff like that. And they say, okay, that's interesting. And, uh, you know, they try to keep in contact with him about that. Basically asking, you know, can you give us more information? He spends a lot of his time bragging about his former military service from what I'm able to read here, which is, you know, a totally normal thing to do when someone calls you about you know, members of your militia being extorted and you're like, yeah, by the way, I'm a, you know, Green Beret Marine with three medals for whatever they give medals for. Yeah, that comes up a lot with these guys. And usually um, they brag about, you know, their service time when they were in roles that they never saw a minute of combat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. Well, your earlier predictions were you know, quite accurate because eventually people figured that the the cartel was coming from inside the militia. Yeah, I mean, it just, it doesn't make any sense for um, Mexican cartel to be sending us to some bumblefuck in Washington. It's like me sending letters to some seventh grader in Oregon saying I'm going to go kick his ass. Like, mm-hmm, why, mm-hmm. why am I even aware he exists, much less invested in kicking the shit out of them. Th- that's so the thing, right? Like these cartels... I stopped doing that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> these cartels are multi-million dollar organizations. They they couldn't give two hoots about any militia on the other side of the border. And they couldn't give a rat's ass about infiltrating anything in the United States. They have millions of dollars. Anything that these anti-immigrants groups do only benefits them because they're just keeping poor and desperate people on the side of the border where they can manipulate them. Yep. These people are their own worst enemy. And again, like you just said, and I alluded to earlier, Mexican cartel, they got bigger fish to fry. You know, if they want to kill people, they'll keep doing it in their country because they do that a lot. Like they, they, they don't worry about traveling to America and setting up shop and infiltrating things. All they need to do is count their money. They don't have to open a local office. They just find you know? someone in America to sell their drugs. And then when that person is caught, they find somebody else. They, they're they a criminal organization. They're experts at this. They're not going to be worried about you know some sort of socialist uh, takeover infiltration plot or whatever that these guys have come up with. So you don't think El Chapo's like opening up a pizzeria in Iowa? Yeah, it, with a with a pedophile ring in the basement or something like that. <laughs> well, that's only if he's a registered Democrat. <laughs> we should talk about Pizzagate at some point if we can tolerate it. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I I've wasted enough of our time today without going on to a rant about fucking Pizzagate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So th- the police start to get suspicious. Now, here's one part of the story which I think is is really interesting to, to bring up at one point Bolton went to the house of a member of his militia and attacked him basically he <laughs> let me tell this story because it's just so weird it's just so weird he basically he pushes this militia member down the stairs he falls down the stairs <laughs> cracks his head open on like a hard floor and then he tries to murder him by suffocating him with a plastic bag. <laughs> then he stops this attack and basically explains to this member that 
his wife has been kidnapped by this cartel, and the kidnappers are now demanding $100,000, and he needs his help. Well, well, I think he probably should have made that pitch before he kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> and this member bought it. <laughs> well, he's very concussed at the moment. <laughs> like, Biscuit, like... I tolerate a lot of the goofy stuff you do because you're a friend of mine, but if you ever push me down the stairs and try to suffocate me with a plastic bag, I'm quitting the podcast. I'll just say that right now. That would upset you? <laughs> it would upset. It would, it would upset, the. I think, most people in the general population, yeah. yeah and if nothing else, to not be that bugged about them, be like, oh, well, okay, I'll, I'll help you out. Hey, what up? bitch <laughs> so he agreed to help him out and basically he cleaned out a large majority of his life savings uh, to help ah, now I see to help give him this $100,000 basically mm-hmm. yeah so. I, I think there's a slight chance that our boy here may not be using that money for what he's saying that he is essentially yes so as I mentioned, it, it appears that the cartel was coming from inside the militia. It looks now, now this is all still alleged mm-hmm. because he hasn't been convicted, but it looks like Bolton was faking this cartel to extort money from his militia members, to get them all worked up and paranoid, and then to threaten them in the hopes of extorting them. So his demands with his letters didn't work, so now he's pushed this member down the stairs and tried to kill him to convince him that he should help him <laughs> by giving him $100,000 to help liberate his wife. I, I want, after our listeners get through this episode, I want each and every one of you to go out in public, kick somebody in the nuts, and then right after ask them for five bucks. And let's see how many of you can pull it off. Do not try it. Please do not do that. We do not condone you kicking anyone in the nuts or any genitals of any kind and then asking them for money. Is satirica. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> anyway, eventually he tells this member that his wife was released but they're still the cartel was still waiting for the transaction for the money drop. So at this point, the member gets suspicious. <laughs> oh, really? You're starting <laughs> to think that something's amiss here. Uh-huh. Anyway. Well, <laughs> glad you caught up. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, this is where things sort of start falling apart. The police are now investigating. These people have gone to the police uh, first with the extortion... Uh, incidents and now this guy who's like I think he's you know not being honest or whatever and uh, eventually Bolton basically says that th- they're they're no longer going to hold their their monthly meetings with the militia the Stevens County Assembly is sort of effectively disbanded in a way he doesn't directly say that but he's basically saying oh I'm stepping down sort of thing I'm stepping down from this thing that's kind of fake to begin with yeah <laughs> uh in an email i i, I gotta quote this because it's funny washington state is being overrun by socialists slash liberals and there doesn't seem to be any organized force to stop them he explained adding i am not deterred just relocated all right he's relocated and yeah here's one that our listeners can go out and do that unlike my last suggestion won't get them arrested um just go up to people and ask them to tell you 
what socialism is. Most of them will not be able to do it. And the people that do these little rants about socialists and liberals, them specifically, nine out of 10 of them, you just say, what is socialism? The answer that they will give you is simply not going to be correct. Well, even to associate socialism with liberalism, those are two very different ideologies. Extremely. But Mm -hmm. still, um, Bernie Sanders is a liberal socialist and all this. No, it's not a thing. It's very obvious from the, the number of comments you see in the news and things like that, that the average American does not know what a socialist is. Or if they do, they still use it as a slur to bring down their political opponents. Yeah, well, we live in a world now that our president has made it. So it doesn't matter if what you're saying is true anymore. Mm -hmm. As long as it's snappy, as long as it confirms what you want to push out there, you can just say it. Mm -hmm. And anything you don't like, you can just go fake and everyone's like, oh, okay, it's bullshit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's great. And I mean, it's not like there aren't people who are admitted socialists in in government either, like uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, she's a member of the Democratic Socialists of America. Is that organization correct? I don't want to associate the wrong organization with her. I believe it is, and she's another one that, you know, they, they know likey her, like Trump and these Freeman of the land, like this doofus we're talking about, they see that brown skin. They're like, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like as far as they're concerned, she's not even American. Well, I mean, there's not really much else to say about this. He sort of took off for Virginia for a while to stay with his parents in Virginia, and uh, eventually warrants were issued for his arrest. Uh, he was arrested in Virginia. He didn't fight extradition. He's back in Washington State now, and he's basically waiting to go on trial. For, like, fraud or... Well, for racketeering, fraud, extortion, like, whatever I've just described falls under. I'm not a lawyer, but I I would say extortion uh, is clearly one of them. Maybe attempted murder for pushing that guy down the stairs, or assault (laughs) at the very least. Uh, I mean, he tried to kill him with a plastic bag. I... Maybe that was just the ruse, but still, I mean, I, I I don't think courts look very kindly to that, so... And I still don't get why he did it, because it seems like this guy would have done whatever he said right off the bat, but but that's not here or there. So he's still awaiting uh, going to butt pound town, huh? Well, uh, yeah, nothing that he has, uh, that we've mentioned here today, he has been convicted of. This is just the narrative that is being put forward by the police and the prosecution. This is what he's been charged with. And uh, by all accounts, like in my personal opinion, like not a legal opinion, but it's my opinion, uh, he looks pretty guilty. Yeah, but if he hasn't been sentenced yet, then he's still got the sovereign citizen Hail Mary where, you know, the gold fringe on the flag in the courtroom. I, I don't know how much sovereign citizen he is that he's going to argue that it's... Uh, because, like, that's a whole different issue. Like, if he's a constitutionalist, I guess, like, he probably believes in the rule of law in some way, somehow. But he's also willing to, you know, whip the shit out of his friends and stuff. If he thinks he's going to jail, he might try the old gold fringe Hail Mary, which Maybe. has never worked once ever. <laughs> and if you go online, they will still tell you to do it and that it is true. Mm-hmm. Uh 
for users or listeners who don't know what we're talking about, they, these people basically pick and choose what laws they believe they have to follow. And uh, that's the case for these sovereign citizens, for these militias, for these constitutionalists. They have their own vision of how America should be run, and they point to certain laws as sacrosanct, and then they point to others as being invalid somehow. So it's not outside of the realm of possibility that he could use some convoluted bizarre legal defense. If you really want to know more about sovereign citizens, that might be something for a different episode if we ever get to someone who's like done something specifically wacky as a sovereign citizen. But this guy just basically tried to extort his own militia whose own whose paranoid he drove up the wall. So, that's a pretty good advertisement for militias. You should go join your local one today. <laughs> I wonder how much of a lesson some of these members like th- that's pretty much the end of the story like there's nothing else to say just that you know i wonder how many of these members might have woken up to this and said hey you know we let our paranoia influence us here and we actually believed that a mexican drug cartel would care about us these organizations with millions of dollars and all this power that we claim to have was extorting us for 10,000 bucks a pop you have to wonder how many of them woke up after that. Oh, I'm sure some did, but it's kind of like the cult thing where even when you see shit starting to go south, it's you don't want to admit to yourself that you've wasted so much of your life believing this thing and that you're wrong, that sometimes it's easier to just carry on the narrative and um, maybe try to slide into that opening at the top that's there now because uh, you dudes over in jail town. Uh, it's kind of like I look at these guys like, you watch King of the Hill much? Did you ever? I watched a few episodes. Okay. Well, I look at these guys kind of like Dale Gribble in that where he's at his gun club and like one of them goes nuts and like becomes a vigilante in one episode like in the town and instead of Dale being like, ah, oh, these guys are nuts, he's like, ooh, gun club president opening. I kind of view him like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe. Huh. <laughs> Indeed. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say to that. Like, on one hand, you know, should I feel sorry for these people? I mean, like, they were terrified that this criminal organization was coming after them. But it's, it's terror that they allowed this guy to put in their heads. They're opening themselves to believe this whole idea that there's this army of socialist drug dealers coming to take over the country that only they can defend against them. And then they're living in fear that this fiction is now actually coming after them. It's like, can I feel sorry for them? Uh... No. I mean, it's, it's very unhealthy behavior. The more and more technology advances and the more and more information is becoming easily accessible to anybody, the more and more we're somehow becoming dumber. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's very unhealthy. And the last couple of years has really done nothing to help it. So, Biscuit, what have we learned from this? That I am going to be opening up a militia here called uh, Biscuit's Bitches. And if any of you are interested in joining, um, for 500 bucks, I will punch you in the face. <laughs> I wonder if you could just take the whole militia principle and, like, turn it on its head. Like, uh, like, what if you just opened a militia and you said, we're going to dance around in Speedos, all oiled up and everything. 
working soup kitchens. <laughs> like, y- y- you know, w- 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 could you change the whole attitude? <laughs> Maybe. It, it'd take a couple generations, but... It, it might. I, I, I like your thinking. Um, there was a sports radio talk host I used to listen to that a couple years ago suggested we let you keep all your fucking guns, because... NRA's not going to budge on it, but we what you have to let us do is paint all of them pink. And I, that's kind of similar to what you said, because I, I think that'll kind of make some of these mantra guys just look down at it and be like, aww. <laughs> and then maybe not go, you know, shoot up a TGI Fridays. Mm-hmm. If only it were that simple. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. What a depressing note we've ended on. It's been kind of a depressing episode. (laughs) Okay, pod people, thank you for tuning in. Biscuit, do we have anything to plug? Biscuits, bitches! (laughs) I'm a proud member of Biscuits, bitches. I'm still waiting for that 500. All right, I'll work on it. Okay, so once again, we are available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. Please do go to one of these forums and give us a like, give us a star rating or something. It really helps out the show. If you could just tell one friend, we would love it, right? Wouldn't we? We'd love it so much. Exactly one. No more than one. You could tell more. Okay. One and a half. Like, just give half your pitch to, hey, there's this good podcast, you should, and then run away. And then then you just start suffocating yourself with a bag. (laughs) Actually, yeah. Go and push someone down the stairs, then try and suffocate them with a bag, and then tell them about our podcast. Yeah. While I have your attention. (laughs) Don't do any of that. Please do not, uh, you know, spread the word of our podcast through violence. If you're just happy to tell one person, hey, I think you'd like this podcast, we would be super happy. If you don't tell anyone and you just want to remain a faithful fan, we're fine with that too. Please go give us a star rating. Hit us up, bigbadnonsense at gmail.com or at bigbadnonsense on Twitter. Are we done, Biscuit? I checked out 20 minutes ago. All right, (laughs) bye-bye. I love you guys.